0: Press Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, with nobody tonight but myself. Uh, I've got to take care of my own emotions tonight as we recap the 2-1 to loss against the Houston Dynamo. LAFC dropped their third straight, uh, this time again to one of the worst teams in MLS. So they lost to Austin, one of the best teams, and then they lost to San Jose the week before that. One of the worst teams, also. Um, you gotta. There are alarm bells sounding right now for LAFC. Uh, this loss, in and of itself, is manageable. Um, LAFC are still tied for the supporter shield race with a goal in hand. All right, with a with a game in hand on Philadelphia, but Philly are scoring five or six a game for like four or five games straight. So LAFC dropped five on Charlotte at the beginning of the month. And since then, Philly have dropped four, five, or six on I think every opponent they've played and have closed the ground as LAFC has skidded to the end of August. A few things here. Um, I think there were six league games in the month of August, which is an incredibly stupid thing for the league to do. But we all know that MLS makes a lot of incredibly stupid decisions. Um, We also know that they played uh, a friendly against Club America during that time, which is also a stupid decision. But here we are um there there this is not the time to make excuses. LAFC knew the schedule, they knew what was going to happen. Um and they attempted some form of load management. Josh and I talked about that uh two episodes ago and uh, I feel like we gave it a, a a good go on that. But it seems like since the DC game, all of a sudden we don't have the same LAFC squad. Uh, we don't have the same results. They look lost on the field. They're dropping goals left, to, not left and right, but they're, they've given up a lot of goals, right? Multiple goals in each of their last three games. Uh, and it took it took some late heroics to even beat DC United. Um. So there, there are problems starting to form. This is exactly the wrong time for them to happen, um, but that's most of like the the long narrative out of the way. So let's talk about this game. Uh, early on in the game, there's a questionable penalty uh, decision through VAR. It does hit Ilya's hand. He's turning away. His hand is tucked into his body. is <laughs> about as best as it could be. Um without actually putting it behind his back. It's unclear whether he's over whether that hand is over the line based on the video. I think it's I think it's safe to assume that it was, but that's not the that's not the language required for VAR. So once again, we see that the league is incapable of doing this right. Uh pro referees, I should say, uh is incapable of doing this right. But I mean it does hit his hand, so I don't know <laughs> I don't know. Uh penalty, Max Kripo almost gets to it, guesses the right way, can't quite get there as uh as Houston go up one nothing. It didn't take too long for LAFC to equalize. I think it was about nine or ten minutes off a off a good sequence. Finally is the first the first fifteen minutes or so, LAFC could not win the ball and they couldn't stand the ball. And we'll talk about that a little bit in a minute, but um they finally have a bit of a bit of possession. Opoku's doing a lot of work down the left wing. He plays a ball over the top. Carlos gets it and he plays another ball, another cross, aerial cross back in and Chicho Orango is able to get ahead on it and essentially chip the keeper (laughs) with a header. Uh, It was a great finish to the, to the opposite side of the, of the goal with plenty of loft on it to get up and over the keeper. Um, After that, it's, kind of more of the same. LAFC are pressing, pressing, pressing. Seems like they might get one, come close. Um, Gareth Bale subs on for Carlos Vela, who I thought had a good game. I was kind of surprised to see him go. I mean, if it if it hadn't been Gareth Bale coming in, you'd be like, all right, well, why is Carlos coming off? But um, he does come off in the end. Bale has several looks at goal. has one cleared off. He has a header cleared off the line by Steve Clark. Uh, has a, has a goal line clearance from, uh, uh, what's that redheaded defender's name? Can't remember. The guy that used to play for Red Bulls sliding in and, and taking one off the line. And then he has, uh, not quite a double save, but another point blank header saved by Steve Clark. And it just seems like LAFC was never going to be able to put it back in. I'm sure the XG is huge. XG actually matters in this game. Um, in isolation because this does seem like a bit of a different result than we've seen the past couple of weeks where it's like LAFC can't create anything at all. Um tonight they they created you know a handful of really good chances and just couldn't put them away. Uh, I wouldn't say that we that it's the same kind of finishing problems as they had last year uh where Joe uh, where Josh and I just mocked all the XG merchants incessantly because they kept saying, no, the XG is going to win out. The XG is going to win out. Um, looking at it just tonight, it does seem like it's a different way to lose than you have in the past couple of weeks. weeks. Um, that being said, it's still not good from LAFC. It's just not. Um, as I said in the beginning, they had a really tough time winning the ball. Um, What I will say, and uh, Vince sent me some video, uh, so shout out to Vince, of Chicho struggling in the press. And uh, what strikes me, and so I, I paid a little bit more attention to tonight after seeing some of that video. What strikes me is when Chicho is pressing, he frequently doesn't know if he's supposed to shuffle the ball to one side or if he's supposed to hang back and let a winger go to pressure one of the center backs. And when that happens, especially when one of the wingers goes to pressure a center back, Chicho never drops to to man-mark their six. And he also doesn't stand in the passing lane either. Something called cover shadow, right? Where Where you can kind of mark both men by standing in the passing lane. And he just doesn't do that. And tonight he struggled with that. And LAFC struggled in the press in general. The other thing is it seems like it should be Chicho's job because the midfield never steps when this is happening. So if the pressing trigger is for Chicho to go when a center back gets the, when you know on like a center back switch between the two center backs, if that were actually the trigger, I'd expect one of the midfielders to step up and grab the six, but it just doesn't happen consistently. So there's problems there. My thing with it is Chicho is the only guy that consistently scores goals. He's the only guy that consistently scores goals going back to last year. And he's one of the only guys you can count on. Carlos isn't scoring. Bale's not scoring. Brian Rodriguez didn't score. So you shipped him. Uh, Opoku's scoring. Not as much as the other, not as much as Chicho or Sifu. Actually, I think Sifu and Opoku might be tied on goals now. But he's not even starting every game. So even if if you can't use Chicho in the press, you have to play him because that's where the goals are coming from. So you really have no choice. To me, um, you have to change what you're doing to fit him Uh, because you can't afford to take the one reliable goal scorer that you have off the field. So you got to change what you're doing. Uh, Today it wasn't really a high press. I'd call it. I mean, there were times where they were pressing up, you know, high up the field, closer to the to Houston's 18. Um, But it seems it just seems like a lackadaisical attempt to win the ball. And then when they do win the ball, everything goes straight forward. Somebody will dribble. Escobar will dribble. One of the midfielders midfielders is going to dribble. Sifu will get on the ball, and then as soon as there's a winger that looks like he's free, it's a ball clipped in over the top. And I'm I'm not I'm I. Guys, I don't know I don't know why this is what they're doing. Um, it doesn't make much sense to me. They have quality. They have all the quality that they need to possess the ball and to create good chances. But they just don't. It's as if this team is allergic to trying to play into zone 14. Now, obviously, that's going to be the most heavily guarded part of the field. Um, but you got to try and do something in that zone to create. Tonight, it was just cross after cross after cross because the part of the problem, too, is when they do get a ball clipped over the, over the back line to the wingers and it's successful, it's just a cross. And that's low percentage. So for a team especially that's defended by analytics people all the time is, Oh, the XG are good. Oh, load management. Oh, it's this. Oh, they're running. Oh, they're checking their hydration. So much. like so much of it is based on analytics. And yet we're playing prayer balls over the top to wingers and then trying to cross the ball. in I think it was over. I think I saw something that was over 30 crosses tonight. It just doesn't make sense doesn't make sense to me. Um, then in the second half, uh, Escobar comes out seemingly injured. So Palacios comes in. Uh, said moves to the right. Bale comes in. We talked about that. And then Chiellini at some point has to come off, and that's for uh, Ibeaga comes in for him. Before that, Segura has to come off apparently injured as well, and Murillo comes in. So you've got all these defensive subs. Uh, <laughs> just subbing on the back line and on the front line. And we all know why they're not subbing in the midfield. Um, to be honest with you, I'm not sure if this is a good or a bad thing that they don't sub. Because we know who those subs are going to be. It's going to be Mendez and Blessing. But they've both been so exceptionally poor that I don't know that you want to sub them in. I I, I don't know that I would have done anything different. Other than not, you know, fewer defensive subs for me. Um, but who are you going to to tap to help in the midfield when, when it's clear that they need a little bit more? Um, there's nobody left. So a lot of people were tweeting at me about subbing in the midfield. and it, There's just nobody there. There's nobody there. They should have signed midfielders. But they didn't. They went out and signed two more wingers. After you signed Gareth Bale. Uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I don't think I ever will. Um, Right now you have four midfielders on this roster. And you have Latif Blessing. Who is a forward. That plays midfield sometimes. Well all the time for LAFC. But um, he's not a midfielder by trade. So. Guys, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Tonight, like I said, they did this midfield did a much better job of creating chances and helping to progress the ball. That's that's no surprise to anybody who's listened to this show or watched games ever. Uh, these three midfielders are everything, and as soon as you rotate them, you have problems. Uh, going back to the load management piece. You've tried, to, you've tried to rotate, and it's failed miserably. You try to do this load management stuff where there's this very apparently scientific approach to when guys sit, when guys start, when guys sub, when they can come back in. Um, and seemingly, since you rotated against San Jose, everything's just gone bonkers. So that, that process needs to be reevaluated. Uh, Kellen Acosta picks up another yellow card. That's his fifth. Um, So now he's out against Salt Lake. And man, hopefully Sifu and Ilya are enough against Salt Lake because this, this season is starting to turn uh, in a bad way. The absolute worst case scenario that we lined out of that we, uh, that we lined up a few weeks ago was to fizzle out towards the end of the season and lose the Supporters shield race. And then, be riding that negative momentum into the playoffs where you are seemingly lost, can't defend as well as you were, can't attack anywhere near as as well as you were at the beginning of the season, and you flail out of the playoffs. And at this point, it's not even clear that they're going to finish first in the West. So it is very possible that this team doesn't win the Supporters' Shield, doesn't make it very far in the playoffs and certainly not MLS cup winner and doesn't even get a CCL spot. And so we're back to this idea that the playoffs are good enough. Oh, you made the playoffs. That's fine. It's not, not with this roster, not with this team, not with their history, not with, not with the beginning of that season of this season. So, um, they got to get it right. They got to get it right. If you go back, one thing I want to point out, if you go back and you look at the player maps for these past three games, they are all over the place. And by that, I don't mean that they're actually spread out. I mean, it's kind of like one game is here, one game is here, one game is here. What I will say, though, is that the forwards and midfielders are all over each other. They are, there is, the spacing on these player maps is not good. Um, and that's because everybody plays basically in the same spot and we never build up possession methodically using the forwards. Everything is just when the ball played over the top, when the ball played over the top, when the ball played in the midfield, played over the top. Um, it's all so painfully similar. And I, to me, it's just, it's not a winning formula. It's just not. I know that it worked. Uh, at the beginning of the season, but you were also scoring on a lot more set pieces at the beginning of the season too. And that seems to have dried up quite a bit here. Um, So LAFC has got to figure it out. We'll see what Dolo has in his little, in his little toolbox. I, I don't know, but if they don't win against salt Lake in this next match, then it is a, it is officially. It, uh, hmm. How do I want to say this? I don't want to say it's officially over, but it will be officially panic season if they don't win against Salt Lake. Not a draw. They have to win. They have to come out and win, and it it really needs to be a multiple goal a multiple goal win, too. Uh, they can't be goofing around with, well, let's just see. Let's take a 1-1 draw into the half and steal a goal at the end. If that's the case, it'll be a step in the right direction, but not good enough to to really quell the the panic because they have to show that they can do more than just grind out wins against bad teams right now they're not even doing that but they got they got to do something so all that being said let's go ahead and uh get into some questions i think it's mostly comments tonight um no surprise on a on a night like tonight. First one, Lionel Hutz. at from cheap seat. LaFC has been toothless on corners since they stopped playing fall. I really believe the decision to stop playing him and ship him out was the worst of Dolo's tenure so far. Um, yeah, he brought a lot. He brought a lot to that back line, and I think he helped cover up some of the some of the mistakes that I think are showing themselves now. Um, I realized that LaFC started what everybody would agree is the starting lineup minus Diego Palacios tonight. Um, but not having a presence like Mamadou fall to carry the ball forward, to distribute, to be an aerial threat on set pieces. Um, that's a miss. That's a miss. Oh, I shouldn't, I should bring this up too. I'm sorry. Uh, Lionel here. Uh, the second goal that Houston scores, Diego Palacios does everything he can. Kellen Acosta is kind of recovering. But mostly I'm, I was just surprised that uh, – I don't remember his name. They guy that scored. He just kind of carves his way through the midfield, ends up I – think, I think he plays a 1-2 with somebody and ends up finishing a curler around Cropot. We've seen a couple of these kind of curlers over Max's head. Uh, I am a little bit concerned about his positioning and his angles on on these, but it's really, take a look at the center back, that's, that's the one that's on the hook, and it's Sebastian Ibeaga not rotating, and at the last minute, ducking down and turning out of the way. I realize it's a natural human instinct to do this, to turn away from a ball being shot, but he is so late he is so late rotating over Diego Palacios actually takes him out uh as he's shooting it's it so I mean it's a good finish under a lot of pressure but Sebastian Ibiaga just amazing that that's where we are just amazing all right Christian A Christian A at CJ Money 4 two easy tap uh ins were lost because of lack of communication one from Vela and the other Chicho. <sighs> yeah i mean these these guys got to play together more these guys got to play together more and you shipped out a, you shipped out what two forwards right and you brought in three ah uh, i i guys I, I don't know i i don't know I'm excited when big-name players get signed at LAFC. I love it. But I, I have to say that I am still confused over what they are doing because there are obvious weaknesses, glaring weaknesses even, to the point where everybody and their dog can see that the midfield is kind of cooked at the end of this game. They need They need some fresh legs to continue what they're doing. But there's nobody that you can bring in. Nobody. And yet we're still signing wingers. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. It doesn't make any sense at all. You won't carry two, you won't carry four fullbacks. You do this thing where you get cute and you carry one fullback on each side and one swing fullback. It got, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so yeah, they've signed a bunch of wingers and they're going to have to try and figure it out in the next seven games how they're how they're going to form this attack. Seth Rosenwig at Sethosaurus Never seen three defensive subs in a single match before without making a single sub in the midfield. No surprise, second goal came after Chiellini subbed off. Clark was a beast. LaFC's footwork was embarrassing today. Only thing worse was their finishing. Conger and Marufo inconsistency a joke. Um, yeah, three defensive subs. I mean, two because of injury, one because Chiellini's uh, he doesn't have the legs, right? And at that point, it's Ibeaga that comes out. Like what? What? A step down, Giorgio Chiellini to Sebastian Ibeaga. Uh. And surprised Seth says he's surprised to see all three of those subs without a without somebody coming in, but who do you who do you sub into in the midfield? There's nobody. There's nobody that's gonna help you is the problem. And I agree, Seth. Like I, I wish there were, but there's just not. And the fact the fact of the matter is, like there's just I don't I don't know why they ignore the midfield like they do. It doesn't make any sense to me, but here we are. I, it's. I, I I wish I hope that in the winter they fix this this weird, uh, this weird tendency to ignore the midfield and ignore that depth because it is so cl- it is so clearly important and. Uh, they are so clearly lacking there. Brett Van Oort at Brett Van Oort charges uh, changes along the front and back line with five changes in the match, but the midfield stays. This- <laughs> okay, here we go again. Man, I, I love all you guys. You guys, <laughs> you guys are speaking my language. Uh, maybe we should have helped Iliye Acosta and Sifu in this last window. Yes. So, again, dude, he's spot on, right? There's nobody that you can bring in. You should have helped him in this last window. There is nowhere to turn if the midfield needs some help in this losing streak. Boom. That's it. You can't even change. You can't even like, even if you were like, you know what? We're going to go all in on the counterattack and go to a 4-4-2. You can't do it because you have all these mouths to feed as forwards now. And you don't even have four midfielders you can use. Think about that. You don't even have a fourth midfielder you can use. So if you wanted to go to four Diamond two uh or four4 four, two or you know four one four one, like you can't, I guess you could go to four one four one because then you just play with wingers, but like you are so limited because you don't have any midfielders. Like is this the ghost of Andre Orta like still haunting J.T? I don't know. I it does I am so baffled. By this decision. Uh I I really need to go through and see all the midfielders that have left and who's replaced them because I feel like at some point we dropped one off and we felt like, ah, we don't need another one. We're okay. Like maybe it was after they moved Failhaber or or somebody and they just stopped signing new ones. Or stopped signing a, another one to replace whichever one left. Um Mike Oxmall at three deuce, five deuce. Sound the alarm. Six games left, and we still don't know who our starting 11 is. Three losses in a row with eight goals against. If we lose any of our starting three midfielders, especially Ilié, we're done. Looking like Philly will win Supporter Shield and LAFC first-round knockout. SMFH. Um, Philly are absolutely the Supporter Shield favorites right now because they're scoring like crazy they can't stop scoring and they're playing a bunch of kids that nobody's even heard of before meanwhile LAFC's trotting out all these superstars and signing more superstars and can't get anybody to get into the ball in a good area um yeah so frustrating so frustrating uh and yeah you are you are one rolled ankle tonight you were one yellow card away from playing again without one of your starting midfielders. And here we go. Kellen Acosta out against RSL. Darmalia. There was a force field around the goal tonight. Maybe we should sign Yoda as a DP. It wouldn't hurt to try at this point. Try everything. Tom Camilleri at Fan 7 At least LAFC doesn't have another three-game road trip the rest of the season. So... Again, we talked about some mitigating factors, right? They're at the end of a seven game month of August. That's tough. They're at the end of a three game road trip. That's tough. They dealt with a uh, an IA suspension against Austin. That's really tough, right? So there there are mitigating factors, and then you come out tonight, you play a better game, you create more chances and you just can't put them away. So there are reasons to think that they worked out some of their issues. But they're not out of the woods yet. Um Tom continues, "We worry about the midfield, but three subs on the back line led to Ibeaga not stepping up on the on the winning goal. Thank you. Does Bale need to try FIFA training mode before the game where you have to hit targets in the corners of the goal?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh two good headed opportunities trade it Steve Clark uh, at Danniness, I don't know to me it seems as teams are entering their postseason form we're now regressing back to preseason form new players have definitely altered the chemistry of the squad hopefully we can coalesce before the playoffs a lot of changes for LAFC in this window was it too much and too far hmm I don't know. Stuff to say. But at least they were doing load management, right? Donuts at Steely Zidane. We had 36 crosses. Oh, okay, there's the number 36 crosses versus horrible Houston, versus a horrible Houston side that has one win in their last 11 matches. One win in 11 matches. And you lost all these elite skill players and we throw it all at the window with these low percentage tactics. Again, Steely, you're speaking my language, man. Like low percentage tactics, hit a ball over the top as a prayer. Maybe a Poku gets to it. What does he do when he gets on the ball? Low percentage cross. Maybe we'll get ahead to it. Dumb. This is, why are you doing this? Why are we playing this way? It doesn't make any sense to me, unless it's because we don't have the midfield to do it, so we just abandon all hope. But the 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 fact that you can't get Gareth Bale, Carlos Vela, Chicho Arango, Kwadwo Poku, you can't get these guys isolated one on one with defenders is a major problem. Is a major problem. Um, he continues bad subs, bad tactics, bad mentality, bad chemistry, bad, bad, bad. Yep. Sometimes when Josh and I are negative after wins, we get hate mail. It's typically just from a few people that I think hate listen and hate comment. Um, and then when you respond to them, they ghost you. So I think they're mostly just trolling. This is why. This is why, because at a moment's notice, LAFC can go from nine points up with a game in hand in the Supporters' Shield race to tied with a game in hand. And during that time, you added Gareth Bale, Giorgio Chiellini, (laughs) Dennis Puanga, and Christian Teo. Man. Crazy. Uh, At... Uh, El simple put the ball on either side of the keeper not directly at him and you might just increase your chances of scoring a goal Ryan is not it everyone can defend him everyone can defend him all they want but that's three straight horrible games from him Sanchez is mentally struggling with play so I mean yeah it's all it was all all bad from the defense but again like look at what you're doing Look at what you're doing to this back line. Hollingshead on the right. Hollingshead on the left. Palacios comes in. Escobar on the right. Hollingshead on the right. Chiellini in. Chiellini out. Segura in. Segura out. Murillo in. Murillo out. Ibiaga comes back in. He goes back out. Like, this back line is barely a back line. It's just like, um,. At this point, it's a hodgepodge. You're not playing anybody consistently. Uh, And that's, man, for a team coming into the postseason, the NBA is really good about this, right? As teams in the NBA come into the postseason, they go down from, you know, they winnow down who they're actually going to play. So that by the time you're in the playoffs, it's like only eight guys play. That's it. You're done with all this stuff. Um, comes back to the load management stuff for me guys like you you bent it too far trying to trying to keep everybody happy or not tired or uninjured and you broke it by bending it too far um chicho on a poku stand account chicho on a poku can't come out uh seems like the only ones who get who can finish and put in effort uh yeah, you got to keep starting them because they're the effective ones, right? Boku had a massive impact uh, on the goal and build up and their ability to possess today just because he's so much more active than everybody else. Um, and if you are going to play these prayer balls, like he's at least fast enough to get on to the end of them. If your fullbacks and midfielders and center backs actually get them over the back line, which isn't always the case. And Chicho, again, is the one who scores, so he can't come out. Christopher Colonna, sure, all the new signings are nice and flashy and fun, and they generate headlines and all of that, but for the time being, they've completely wrecked the product on the pitch, which is the only thing that matters. One more thing, this road trip has been nothing short of a nightmare, just a complete and utter disaster. Yeah. Hopefully, there's enough time to put the pieces back together with a bit of a homestand. Because the playoffs are coming. Ben Cox, Danny DeVito saying, nope. <laughs> yeah, it's just safe to go with no comment. Christopher Colonna's back. They brought in too many new players too late in the season, and it has completely ruined whatever chemistry there was from the first half, two-thirds of the year. And if they don't fix this mess, and soon, like really soon, the entire season is going to completely fall apart. So, yeah, kind of echoing the other comments there. Sambra Amorath, Dolostar, Dolo. Star, dolo excuse me, Dolo sorted out the tactical issues that plagued the, the last few games. I liked the measured aggression from the team in the first half, but a total lack of focus in front of goal completely undid what should have been a masterclass performance. So again, this is this is good because uh, it, it's a good observation, right? You lost in a different way. <laughs> so it's not the same way you lost or the same way you kind of underperformed against DC. You fixed a couple of things and then got caught. Still, right? Um, Great teams don't get caught. Great teams play a bad game and still win. Philadelphia Union right now are a great team, right? They can give up a a weird goal to Atlanta. They're still going to hang four on you. Shoulder to shoulder, uh, LAFC podcast. Hey, fellow pod fam. Why is the cost of service for the USMNT so much better than it is with us? This is a great question. Um and I think it's a I think it's a complicated answer if I could narrow it down into two things. One is when he plays with the US it's typically against teams that are either worn down and tired or lower tier. Right, so that those are a little bit more forgiving, yeah. So, like, I think about the game in Minnesota when, that they played against Honduras, where Kellen Acosta just owned everything about that game and had great service from set pieces, um, but it was against Honduras and it was like negative five degrees, so everything's going to look a little bit better when the other team is just non-existent, right? And so he's facing lower level competition when he's typically on the field because he's a you know, he's, it's not like he's going to start over Tyler Adams and some of the other options in the midfield. Um, and then I also think some of the things that LAFC are doing uh, are not great. This short corner kick that is very in vogue. Plenty of teams are doing it. Every top five league, the best teams are doing it. It's this short corner kick to the head of somebody at the near post and they try to flick it onto another teammate somewhere near the back post. Um, lots of people love it. I've seen it work. To me, it seems like a bad set piece just because you're you're taking something that's already kind of low percentage, as uh, Steely Zidane talked about, which is just an aerial cross, right? And now you're adding a layer of complexity to it. And I realize that what you're saying is well, we're going to we're gonna send it to the near post. We're going to draw out runners towards that near post and then put a ball in into the middle that somebody can just run on and finish. But the problem is, is that delivery has to be pinpoint. It has to be the perfect height. It has to be whipped in really hard. And it has to be right at the right time so that your runner gets there first and not the man marking him. And then... That second play, that header, that flick has to be perfect as well. Because if it's too high, the goalkeeper is going to come off his line and get it. And if it's too low, nobody's going to get it. And if it's off the side of your head, then it's going to go off to the side. So you're adding a layer of complexity in an attempt to get an easier finish. Whereas if you just say, we're making runs at these posts and come in and get it, it's not that you can't have like very specific set pieces. That's not what I'm saying. But if you have a general idea, like we're going to send it an in swinging ball and we're going to send runners at it. I feel like that's a, that's a higher percentage. Um, but I think that's one of the things that they're, that they're doing is some of these, some of these set pieces are probably too overcomplicated. Next one, uh, at E hate one hate. Hmm. It almost seems that the team is in preseason mode. Supporter shield slipping away. And so is staying home during the playoffs. Yeah. Again, worst case scenario is you lose a supporter shield, which seems like it's, (laughs) it's going to be tough to, to turn the ship around and catch and like, keep cat, like stay on pace with Philly because I don't, I mean, LAFC rattled off seven or eight wins before this losing streak. So, you know, Philly could, Philly could drop off too. That's not, it's not unheard of. But they got to win. They have got to win some games here. Uh, you lose the supporter shield, and you're trending this way, so you're out of the playoffs early. And if you give up enough points that Austin passes you, wasted season because you don't get a CCL spot. Crash out of U.S. Open Cup to to Galaxy. What other narratives do you guys need? I don't think anybody needs any more. Uh, the shoe at Paul T. Greco at a turning point now. This is where Dolo makes it or breaks it. I'm afraid this club feels very Spursy at t- Ooh, this. Is, that's good. Hope I'm wrong. Can't win the big one. Throw it away right at the end. Can't close. Tottenham LAFC. (laughs) Oh, don't hate me. Paul said it, not me. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show. You can follow us at counterpress underscore. You can follow me at Kirk Kinsey. We will see you all next time after the RSL game. Good night.